Welcome to the Murder Club for Beginners podcast. I'm Nick and I'm in Brisbane. I'm Mel and I'm in Melbourne and we hope you enjoy listening to our podcast. Hey Nick. Hey Mel. Um, For those who can't see us, which is pretty much everyone because this is a podcast, Nick and I are in the same Same room, room. sitting on the same couch, drinking (laughs) the same wine. Most importantly, uh, having said that, we are a few wines in, so this may be quite interesting. <laughs> um, but it is low percentage alcohol, yes, all of nine percent. So instead of 12, we downgraded, yeah, we did like a lot, mm. all of three <laughs> percent. Uh, so Nick, you got on a plane at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. this morning. So you got mm-hmm. up at what, 3, 3.30? Yeah, 3.30 a.m. Did you run before you got up? God, no, I'm not that insane. I mean, I do think you are. It was dark o'clock, I tell you. It's spooky. It was, I'm sure. Uh, it wasn't when I got up. But, um, yeah, so you had a bit of a delayed flight from mm-hmm. uh, from the lovely Brizzy to yep. Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And was it warm when you arrived? No, but it warmed up pretty quickly. I'm waiting for it to get cold again. I am currently wearing a jumper and shorts, which probably is the epitome of my personality, I think, (laughs) nuts and cosy at the same time. Uh, And Nikki's been probably dressed more appropriately for Melbourne weather, so we have turned a bit cold. Uh, And as you know, Nick, Great news. I finally got a flat this week. So, and it's all a bit mad because I need to move out of my current flat next week, uh, next Thursday, next Friday. And uh, no one wants to see the nightmare that is currently my flat. It's not that bad. I'm sure it is. But this week we have actually thought through what we're going to talk about. I mean, normally we do a little bit, but it's a, a fly fly by the seat of our pants 10 minutes before, what are we talking about? Uh, Nick does a bit of research, I forget, and away <laughs> we go. However, uh, no research on my side this week, but we will uh, talk a little bit later in a bit more detail about, I think we mentioned it last week, the 60-minute story, so 60 minutes Australia story about oh, yes. The woman with the suitcase, uh, and uh, we will we'll talk about that a bit more towards the end. But Nick, you've got a question, which yes, um, this actually sparked was sparked by two things I saw on TV, mm-hmm. in which um, the people in the show I was watching had faked their own death. Okay, so my question for listeners and for you, Mel, this week is. How would you fake your own death? Mm-hmm. Why would you do it? And would you frame someone? I Actually, mean, three questions, really. It is. And I think we start with the bottom one because I probably would fake my own death, but not with a murder. So wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily frame someone. But since you've asked the question, should I answer it with if I had to frame someone? Uh, who would I frame? And I think I'd have to, I'd probably do a bit of research around probably the, the horriblest person who got off for 
for a crime that they shouldn't have got off mm -hmm. for, and I try and, you know, frame them uh my murder I know I know that's probably not as as juicy as as people are thinking but who would you frame for your potential mm. murder like obviously I, we're not actually getting murdered. have to admit I hadn't given that one a lot of thought mm -hmm. um but I think I'm probably in the same boat as you because you wouldn't want to incriminate any of your family and friends um so yeah probably someone who had committed a horrendous crime and probably got off a bit too lightly yeah yeah so there isn't anyone that you have a grudge against that no, you're thinking badly oh. no I just don't think like that and I've got such a forgetful memory anyway but we were talking recently about uh bullying and I was bullied at work many many years ago and when you mentioned it, I did think, would I frame the person who bullied me? And the thought obviously came through my mind of, oh, maybe. And then mm -hmm. I was like, no, I, I don't think I'd do that to anyone. So no, I think I'm a little boring in that, that aspect. Yeah, I think I'm a bit unimaginative in that area as well. Um, uh, the dinging is uh, Nick's got Facebook open because uh, we're going to talk through uh, a story that mm -hmm. uh, she's discovered around this subject. So you've then said, how would I fake my own death? Now, I, this is a really hard one because I really do, I haven't thought a lot about it, so I thought we could muse through together. Yep. Okay. Um, but, I mean, for me, the, I think the most obvious one is you'd fake your own death, you know, with some sort of poison that mimics, you know, the whole Romeo and Juliet mm -hmm. thing. However, when you sort of really dig into that, then you've got to pay off people, you know, the coroner, exactly. you know, whoever's mm -hmm. discovered your body, you've got to pay them off to sort of say that you're really dead or, you know, may, I mean, a mistake maybe happened and, you know, there are drugs that can mimic uh, death, you know, there's there's definitely those out there. Uh, but, you know, you take so much risk, don't you, of, of someone uh, of actually thinking that you're dead and not, you and do. not, not being. And it could really end up with you being dead. Exactly. So I think yeah. what I would do is I would probably just disappear, like I'd go on a walking holiday, yes, I am talking to you, the person who is going on a walking holiday, uh, and I'd probably just go on a walking holiday, disappear, and never come back. So, you know, people, mm -hmm. I'm going away, let's say, for six weeks on this big walking holiday. No one's expecting to hear from me because, you know, they all That's think I've true. got You're bad internet. Yeah. I'm out You're of range. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I might send automated emails every now and then just to sort of tick in with people, you know, at yes. certain times have those mm -hmm. already pre-set up. And then I just just disappear. I just walk out of my life and and never come back. I think I think that's how I I disappear. You know, mm -hmm. there's a whole aspect of obviously, you know, fake passports, money, you know, all yeah. of those sort of things. But mm -hmm. I think if you can get a new identity, then you can get a new work history and you could work and go anywhere can't you this, at this that is point true. but this whole fake your own death thing from what I've looked at does require a little bit of planning yeah definitely because obviously you're going to need an offshore bank account yeah um so that you can fund your new existence or really wherever good that cash. may be yeah or really good cash um 
And actually from what I've read on this and a little bit of research I've done during the week, most people's chosen method is like the one you said, but the second one comes up faking their own drowning. I just, I, it's just been done a bit too much. Well, it's though, been done it? a bit too much. And ironically by people who are known to be pretty good swimmers. And the poor sharks are like getting the, the bad yeah. rap here. Yeah, so exactly. Before it's not you, their fault. Before you jump into the to the article that I know you have found, how would you fake your own death? Well, having read about what went wrong for the people who did it via the swimming mm-hmm. and what possibly could go wrong, said shark encounter, I tend to agree with your way of doing it and going to a remote area for a non-remote area for it saying, oh, I'm going on this hiking holiday for 10 days. I mean, you this, have to be a this, running holiday. Yeah, Let's running holiday real. on, yeah. you know, oh, look, I'm going to go run Lara Pinta, but, you know, yeah. at the wrong time of the season and or, you know, I'm going to go run Death Valley in the hottest time of the year and so that it wouldn't be totally unexpected yeah. that I could expire doing these experiences. Yeah, you'd go somewhere. I mean, if you're thinking about hot, expire, I mean, you know, it's quite common to get lost in somewhere like, uh, America and and some of those big well, that would be like yeah death, hiking death sites. valley yeah, in yeah somewhere where it can reach you know ridiculous temperatures so I, I, yeah. the thing is though I would question that Nick if you went somewhere and expired with hot temperatures and I only say that because you're a Queenslander mm-hmm. and Queensland has ridiculous heat and I've been watching alone recently mm-hmm. and please please do not judge me for watching a TV show that. <laughs> I shouldn't be watching, but I am <laughs> addicted to. I have to admit, it's 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 my 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 sister's fault at Easter, um, and they were they took a lot of people who don't know cold weather to Tassie, mm-hmm. uh, and Tasmania. Uh, for those who don't know, is is sort of known for its cold, rainy weather, and they took a Queenslander, and he struggled because it was so cold, and he didn't know how to mm-hmm. deal with the weather however he's probably one of the few people that if you put him in the hot weather he'd know what to do he would know all of the things he'd be like mornings late in the evening Mm -hmm. they'd be the only times he'd he'd sort of exit at um so it was you know if you go to a hot place and it's you know you're expiring or disappearing because of the hot weather, I would not believe that. So oh, I don't know. You need you, to find a better place. Have you seen play. me after a run in summer? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay, fair point. Yeah. So mental note is probably going to have to be New Zealand. Yes. Or Tasmania. Yeah, cold weather. I totally or, believe that. Or the wilderness of Perth. Will is does Perth? Perth have, does have wilderness. Okay, I've not been. Sorry yeah, to the lovely Perth mm-hmm. people, and I will now. I'm home. Will visit the eastern side of Australia at some. Mm-hmm point maybe next year next year this year's a bit busy with my current contract so yeah so tell me about this article so this article and this is actually real but they Mm -hmm. actually made a tv tv series bbc tv did a series about this guy his name is john darwin and um he was you know he's I think he, I don't know what he did he wasn't a police officer I think he worked for the post force Mm. a post service and um so he apparently drowned while canoeing in the North Sea in 2002. Okay. Um, but in reality, 
Um, they were he did it for the insurance payout. So hold it, let's roll back. Has he been dis- has he now been discovered? Oh yes, he was discovered. Okay, okay. so he's been um, found out. So he yes, did a been crap found job. Out. He okay. did a crap job. Um, what I did him um, is that he turned up in a London police station pretending to have amnesia oh, and idiot. not know who he was. Idiot, we all which know. Was a bad move because unfortunately for him. Um, him and the wife had taken a couple of trips to Panama where they're going to relocate and looking to buy a property with mm. the said insurance money. But they were sentenced to six years in prison for fraud, both of them. But here's the clincher. His wife ended up divorcing him, Good. writing a book about her experience, which the TV series is based on, and made money in her own right. Okay, okay, we've got to roll back. There's a few things here I've, I've not discovered. First of all, how did he fake his own death? You said drowning. but yep. he, he went so canoeing he in, went the out in the North Sea alone North in a storm in okay. 2002. Like we're already epic fail here. Like mm-hmm. only idiots would do that. Yep. So it's got to be believable. I think. I think this is the key thing. Exactly. That's that's my whole point. This believable. Was, yeah. A bit more planning than this. Yeah. Believability. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself the question: Is it believable? Yes. Okay. So, but he and the wife agreed and did this together. They did, but I think she took a bit of cohesion and wasn't totally on board with it. But then okay. came on. Became so a he's bit convinced more on board. her. He's convinced her, or gone off then, and just done it anyway. Where, she's and known then about she's it. She's known about it. Yeah. Um. She's collected the cash. She's collected the cash. But when I got found out, she got sent to prison too. And obviously, that was the clincher for her. Going well, you know, lost six years of my life, and you're a numb nut, so I'm out. I know, but how good is this? This uh, this is a second layer I hadn't thought about. Have the second person who's going to collect the insurance. And then you meet up with them in a foreign country somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like that's adding a nice another layer. Mm-hmm. But then you're committed and you can't really divorce them, obviously, unless you go to jail, yep. write a best selling mm-hmm. book, and then make a shed load of money. That's that's just the thing. You know, um, I haven't watched the TV series, but just from a little bit I have seen. Yeah. It's like he really had to convince her. So the fact that she ended up with the money. Yeah, in the end would be like, <laughs> she'd be like, payback. I mean, yeah. So you also have another. So that's John Darwin. Now we yep. have, I'm, well, I'm seeing Richard John Bingham. And I, as I hear Bingham, I think Bingham and we're thinking Mr. Darcy and his friend Bingham. Mm-hmm. And you know the yeah, whole whole Jane uh, Austen era. Yeah, but yeah, this is no. the Lord Lucian, Lord uh, Lucian story. And, uh, he, he wasn't as nice as Mr. Bingley. Just saying. I mean, this um, is an interesting one because there's still discussion in the UK. And when even when I was there, I think mm-hmm. there was a a special on that, probably about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's still the question of is he alive? Because so, nobody's ever been found. Because he um, he was commonly known to disappear in November 1974 following the murder of his children's nanny and the assault of his wife, and his wife identified him as the attacker. Now, he wasn't really an overly nice person. No, he? he was not. Okay. No. Um, so they found his abandoned car, which was eventually recovered with empty prescription pills inside, making it look as if he'd topped himself. But it's why did he really faked his own death with the assistance of friends and 
wealthy friends and family because they've never found a body. I thought he'd done it with he'd gone off on a yacht or something. And uh, this one, mind you, you know, like I said, reliable research, maybe not. Um, I mean, yeah. one so, moment, please. I will. Uh, mm-hmm. I will do a bit of research while we're here. Uh, Lord Lucian, mm-hmm. uh, and he was also a, a friend of Prince Diana. Uh, Princess he was Diana. a relation was, of hers by yeah. marriage, apparently. Mm. Mm. Terrible, um, suspected of murder, as you said, mm-hmm. and he was the eldest son of the sixth Earl of mm-hmm. wherever the Earl was the Earl of. Let's have a look. Um, he was declared legally dead in October 1999, by the mm-hmm. way. Oh, we've got a bit of a Scottish accent going yeah. on there. <laughs> um, oh, I've just found a really good uh, oh. article that just made me laugh. And, it, by the way, it is from a quotable source, uh, the Sydney Morning Herald, mm. Look, and this is the headline, Lord Lucian alive and living in suburban Brisbane, experts claim. I mean, wow, honestly, that's, yeah, what know. world would you like? Come on. Okay, let's have a look at this. I've um, never heard of anyone faking their own death to move to Bris Vegas before. Just saying. And this is coming from a leading computing sci- computer scientist mm-hmm. who uh, claims state-of-the-art facial recognition technology has positively identified the elderly man as the missing British artist. You can tell I've had too much wine. I can't say that word at all. Okay, so he lived in Belgravia in 1974. Um so, as you said, the bloodstained mm-hmm. length of pipe. Uh, and, yeah, so he was the, okay, so it says here, identical Lucian's car bloodstained and with a length of lead piping almost identical to the alleged murder weapon was later found abandoned at the port of New Haven mm-hmm. on the English south coast and where he's not been seen since. So this was the thing is a lot of people thought he'd got on a boat or a yacht because yep. actually uh, that sort of was his world um, and he had disappeared and there was a whole sort of lot of um, uh, conversation and gossip around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but supposedly he currently, obviously this is the article, uh, lives in a Buddhist commune in the outer Brisbane suburbs um, and says the man's the same age as he is now. I mean, why not just do even DNA? Mm -hmm. Uh, We, you know, find out for sure. Okay. Well, that was a bit of a a, a sort of throw on on that. I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting that either. I have to go, you know, hmm, a couple of Buddhist communities in break. So uh, do we want to talk about the... um, woman and the suitcase and the 60-minute article. Definitely. Um, So obviously, you know, this this was on uh, 60 Minutes and in 2022, 38-year-old Gemma Mitchell was found guilty of murder in the UK. Uh, Victim was her friend from church, Mi Kun Chong, uh, known as Deborah. 
uh, supposedly she chopped up her body. And as we know, we were discussing mm. this, chopping up the body. I mean, there's there's just a lot of mess that happens. There is. It's just. I'd really not want to do it. Not want to do it. And no. you really do need a special saw to do yeah, it, you know, to go through bone saw, and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on around here. Uh, however, you know, I'm sure uh, mm. uh, some people have the the nous and the ugh, ugh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so supposedly after killing her, she chopped up her body, stuffed it into a suitcase and jumped, dumped it into a remote English beach. Mm. Okay, right? So mm. the body was discovered by tourists, terrible uh, journey mm. for those tourists. Never forget that again. And on 60 Minutes, uh, Mitchell's mother told 60 Minutes there's been a terrible miscarriage of justice. I mean, I think my mum would say the same about me. Yep. Uh, I mean, we all know it wouldn't be true. I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't murder anyone, as we've well, discussed. Well, we discuss that. But, you know, mm-hmm. if I need to dispose of the body, yep. you know, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd do what I needed to do, Nick. You know, mm-hmm. that's what friends are for. Yep. Um, and they've they've made her out to be a monster, I mean, you know, cutting up a body is pretty. Pretty. That's gruesome. full on. Yep. Um, anyway, so overwhelming evidence uh, against her with multiple CCTV and, as everyone knows, in the UK has some of the the greatest CV, uh, CCTV per, I think, um, square footage or something like that across London. Mm-hmm. But she was shown wheeling a suitcase al- across London. Now, that's not. That's not. That's not a killer bit of like she's a traveler yep I mean the amount of times I've been wheeling a suitcase yeah across mm-hmm. London like going to the tube, tube moving thing. I've moved I've moved taking mm-hmm. my stuff on the tube I mean it was horrific and horrendous it was also early days when I didn't have a lot of stuff yep um I had a suitcase when I first came in from uh Brisbane to to London uh, the amount of times I've yeah, travelled. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's very good evidence, but anyway. Um, court evidence showed Mitchell used a suitcase to dispose of her victim's body, uh, and but her mother claims she saw what her daughter put in the suitcase. Mm-hmm. I saw she had three bottles of wine. I mean, that does sound very yes, Australian, yes. doesn't it? It does. Uh, although this, five kilos of water. Hmm. She had tins. She had a deck chair. I don't know if a, a deck, deck chair, chair would fit in a suitcase. I don't think so. And I don't think a sun umbrella would either. No, so I don't think so this either. Not, this, this, I mean, look, or I don't know what's what's true and what's not. We're just we're just reading from this article on uh, 9.com.au. But, you know, come on, mum. A deck chair and an a umbrella. Deck chair, an umbrella in a suitcase. Yeah, you're really? gonna struggle. I mean, you're gonna struggle. Even the smallest deck chair. Yeah, those foldy ones isn't going to. No, even something from IKEA would no struggle would not with that. Yeah, I mean, if you were saying like it's a fishing stool uh-huh. or something, I totally get that. That would fit. Yeah. But a deck chair. Deck chair. Mm. Mm. Um, she says they're all heavy things but there wasn't a body in there. And then the CCT footage showed Mitchell driving down the street where her victim's body was found. Hmm. Um, her mother thinks it was sheer coincidence, wrong place, wrong time. I mean, you know, wrong place, mm-hmm. wrong time, and you do know the person. 
mm-hmm. you know, high odds. Who knows? Don't Who knows? know. Um, wow. And the why, because I think we all know the why is important. Mm. We've all watched those TV shows. Um, her motive was an attempt, attempt to inherit the estate. Now, you'd have mm. to be on the will. To inherit the estate. Yeah, so surely she surely was on she the was, will. Yeah. Anyway, the story isn't long enough to, um, but I'll do a bit more research and um, let's see what else we can come up with next week. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can get ourselves a special guest who knows someone who knows this uh, this person who Ooh. supposedly. Um, good. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like six degrees of separation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 18th version of that. Yeah. But, you know, maybe they might enjoy coming on the podcast. Maybe they would. Mm-hmm. Now, Nick, I've got a question. Mm-hmm. Was Craig safe and alive when you left home yes he was and i have evidence that he is still alive so no from our security cameras there are no wood chippers in the area we were concerned that sito may try and burrow his way because he was left home alone by himself outside for at least four hours today for the first time in forever but i am pleased to report both husband and dog are fine and well and no one else was harmed so the security cameras are really about the dog, aren't they? They're of course not. they are. Of course <laughs> they are. But they show Craig is alive because he was bringing in the bins when he got home this afternoon. Oh, well done, Craig. And taking Cito out for a walk. And I have spoken to said husband and a little while ago. And, yes, everybody in the Robinson household is still alive and well. Okay, just to let you all know out there, I did not hear Craig's voice, so I cannot confirm or deny if he is still alive. (laughs) But I will show her video evidence later. I know, but we all know everyone that can be doctored and it could be (laughs) a video from months ago. Um, But I'm sure over the weekend at some point I will hear Craig's voice Mm -hmm. because it is very distinctive. Uh, and we should get ourselves a little uh, a snapshot of his uh, voice on one of the episodes. Uh, we, we might try for that, that next yes, week. Yes, we'll try for that uh, next week. Craig does definitely have a wicked sense of humour, weird and wicked at the same mm-hmm. time, um, but you can't help but um, but laugh at at his sense of humour. Okay, well, as of a little while ago, I'm showing Mel it's dated. Is that really Craig? That, that is I really can't Craig. tell. <laughs> yeah, all right, everyone. It does look like Craig. He does look like safe and well. But Nick and I did have the conversation when he got in the car that uh, she'd been doing the cooking lately. So um, mm-hmm. maybe it isn't Craig with the arsenic in the uh, garage. Maybe it's Nick and the sweet treats. No, I'm not responsible for the sweet treats. They're his department. But you did make him sweet treats. I did, I did, but he, mm. it's been a week and he's eaten them and he's still alive. So obviously oh. I didn't put enough arsenic I in. know, but we all, all know arsenic over time. You know who I'd say? Who? Zito. <laughs> Your dog is going to kill think, people. Yeah, he thinks that we don't feed him enough treatos. <laughs> that, you know? that is true of I think most animals, mm-hmm. uh, they're uh, they're factor is that they are definitely food-led. Yes. As one of my sister's cats is food-led and the other isn't, so it's a very interesting combination. So, Nick, it's it's great having you here. So it's you're here for the whole weekend. Here. So I'm here for the whole weekend just to bug you and just because someone has a birthday. Whatever, people, whatever. I am turning <laughs> 21 again. Because, 
Yeah, 21 wasn't that great either. So let's do 30. (laughs) I really had an awesome 30th birthday. Um, And there may even be some of those listeners out there uh, listening who attended my 30th birthday because I am still friends with those nutso people. Um, And that was in, I think it was Tarragindi, in the house I lived in Tarragindi. Yeah. Um, Which was a gorgeous house. It was a gorgeous house. Yeah. So... (laughs) We are going to drink more wine and probably have a lot of brunch and food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got cocktails out tomorrow night. Yep. And uh, on the something floor and, you know, really great view. I'm not telling you all where because I know you'll all turn up. Um, and Nick's going to do the insane thing of running at Albert Park in the morning. Yay. I am not. <laughs> I am going to sleep, potentially do a little packing uh, when she's out and then we'll head out to brunch. Nice. And have a little bit of fun and mm-hmm. then some drinks later in the evening and then I have no idea what Sunday's uh, got planned but my sister has got something planned. So mm-hmm. we will see. And next week, everyone, I'm moving. So Yes. We will have a short episode, so, I'm sure. Yep. Um, and it'll be in the midst of my new and my old place. So we'll we'll work out what that is. But please don't murder anyone. Yes, that would that would be very good. Yeah. If you don't murder anyone, just remember the best way to get rid of a body is not to have one to begin with. Exactly, exactly. So Nick, you're not gonna murder anyone. I I'm won't. not gonna murder anyone. So we won't murder anyone together. Sounds good. Perfect. All right, everyone, have a lovely week and we will speak to you, talk to you, whatever, next Next week. week. All done. All right, bye. Bye.